0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. Hi, am Matt Fonslow. And today I kind of want to talk about really a convergence of a lot of different ideas and themes that kind of hit me really over the weekend. But first... Let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Napa Autotech Training. Napa Autotech offers three-hour virtual technical classes that can be accessed from the comfort of your home. To find out what courses are available, go to NapaAutotech.com and click on the Napa Autotech class calendar link. This week, last, really it'd be last week, uh, a friend of mine, Tommy Oliva, was uh, visiting some of his family up in Minnesota. And. Luckily, I got to uh, hang out with him a little bit. I met him and Sean Tipping of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast at a restaurant, and, you know, you'd have thought we'd have talked a lot about cars and EEPROM and module cloning and stuff like that. I mean, we did talk about it, obviously, but Tommy brought up something that really kind of got me thinking, and... It was kind of wondering out loud about his legacy. What kind of a legacy is he leaving? What kind of a what kind of thoughts and memories is he leaving with people that he interacts with or who see him online and whatnot? And I was really thinking about that because immediately I'm extremely biased. You know, I I know him. I consider him a good friend. I know he's super smart. I know he's just a really good person. He's got a repair shop, but he's been doing more and more module cloning work and programming for more than just clients. Like other shops send him things. It's SJ Automotive Solutions. If you're running into an issue where you need to get a used module to work with a car, I can't recommend him enough. You can easily reach out to him via social media. So that was my initial thought, but then it kind of kept expanding and not just, not just about taunt. So then I'm on a phone with another really good friend of mine, Pedro della Torre, and he's been on the show. He's been on uh, Sean's sh- show as well. And I kind of bring this idea up to him a little bit about just the industry, our, our professions, culture isn't that where, like there's references i guess if that makes sense or where we're really good at crediting people or things that we where we gain knowledge and i think almost specifically people and other professions and stuff like that maybe there is maybe there's a lot of stuff to learn maybe you learned it from you know just thinking like other skilled trades a little bit you would have learned it from maybe the 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 foreman or the journeyman you're studying under or learning under some kind of a mentor, mentorship program. Think in medical, it's the same thing. Like, yes, years and years of college, and then a mentor through the, the kind of that long, long onboarding process of becoming whatever med- medical professional. It doesn't just have to be doctors. And then, of course, the material, right? Like, if they're going to reference a study, they have to reference the study, especially if they're making their own studies. But if they're talking to a client, you know, a patient, they're going to refer to a study. You could go look up the study. There would be all the authors, and then they credit studies that they referenced, and that study referenced studies that they referenced. And we don't really do that, and it would not be super common in a skilled trade, service trade such as ours, but I think it's becoming much more relevant because one thing that's really difficult to overlook is how widespread our knowledge is on vehicles, even if you're somewhat of a specialist, meaning there is the the mechanical portion, the nuts and bolts of whatever given system. And then there's hydraulics and there's HVAC, and there's emissions and there's just the electrical electronics. And you start adding up these systems are all, you know, under one very condensed, concentrated root. If this was a house, there's going to be a dedicated electrician. There's going to be a dedicated HVAC tech. And even those specialize a little bit with the installer, you know, maybe the installer... Is a little bit different than who bends up the, the tin, the ductwork. And if it breaks down, there's a different uh, tech that shows up that's more of the repair or diagnostician type. You bring in a separate, you know, a plumber. There really isn't just one person that walks through the door and they do it all. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but it's really rare. And yet almost every shop you go into... There is a lot of those technicians that do bumper to bumper work. And then the explosion of online content, you know, it's so easy to go learn something, go back to your shop, fire up your cell phone, shoot a video and upload it and wait for the comments to come in, wait for the the likes and the follows and getting that rush. And I, I empathize with the rush I tend to disagree with it though, that that was the point where we could start giving credit where credit was due. And that not only puts over yourself, like that looks good and also puts over or complements the source. There's going to be a limit to like how far down the lineage you're going to go to the ultimate source of whatever. But I think it's a good practice. And Funny enough, and this is, I was kind of telling Pedro about this. I don't know. It was one of those really late night things. And I don't know how I do it, how I did it. But I end up on these videos on YouTube and I'm watching Bill Hader. And Bill Hader is a comedic actor, a director, a writer, screenwriter. I may recognize him from Saturday Night Live. You may recognize him from a show on hbo called barry you might recognize him from the the newest version movie of it he's in a lot of stuff very funny person but it is noticing that in his interviews when they're asking him about a scene or how he came up with this idea or that idea or whatever to do with a show or a movie very often he would Name somebody, you know, either a, a fellow actor on set or somebody else, the director of photography or the director or a grip and just say, you know, their name, their full name and giving them credit for, you know, we, we filmed the scene. We thought it was pretty good. Ended up at catering and so-and-so who is our whatever, whatever costume director said, hey, you know what might, you know what might be funny? Or I saw that and it reminded me of this, something like that. It inspires to go try it again or rewrite it or make it better. And I just, I I kept hearing that over and over, seeing that repeated. That's a really, really good way for us to try to start, I think ultimately changing Something culturally in our industry that you could go to a class and you see, you know, Richard Falco talking about how to, you know, do this test for this problem. And the next day in the shop, sure enough, a vehicle with that issue is there. You fire up your phone, you video it, and you upload it. But during that, you're like, "Hey, I just went to this class presented by." So and so and such and such. And I'm trying it right here and it, it worked. That's great. This is how, you know, we're working to be better, more accurate, more productive, faster, guaranteeing you a properly repaired vehicle, something of that nature. And it, it makes you look good. It makes the training company look good. It makes the instructor look good. It just keeps kind of going down the line. You know, I read this article. It was written by so-and-so. I saw this video and it was done by so-and-so. And surely they got it from somewhere else. But it it just starts a whole culture of things. And I, I don't record this feeling like I've ever been slighted. I really, I can't think of anything like that. That's totally not the nature of it. It is honestly... Just the explosion of information that you can see on YouTube, on social media, and just feeling like I understand if you see something online, there's probably really no like legal intellectual property. But I think like just the morality of it is such that we we would give credit where credit's due and it's it's gonna come back. I think tenfold to yourself when you do that. I just feel like this all wraps up into that legacy of regardless of the level you're at or, you know, and by level, I mean, really like time served your seniority level in, in the profession, not just at whatever shop, how long you've been doing this, that you have a much better sense of how many texts there were. Mechanics, technicians, instructors, content developers, service information writers, you name it, that have worked and put out this information and who knows what their sacrifices were or or just that they would share that information with us, even for a price that was, you know, we ask people to pay us to do pay for our services we would pay for their services or their knowledge to share that with us it's like paying it back and paying it forward all all in one fell swoop for 98 years the napa name has meant quality parts and service it also reflects top quality training programs to help you build a more successful vehicle repair business no doubt the technician shortage is impacting everyone but you're not facing this battle alone napa has the solution by making napa auto tech training available near you Napa Autotech provides automotive aftermarket technicians career development opportunities through structured, disciplined, measured, and high-quality technical instruction, no matter the technician or service advisor's skill level. This instruction enhances understanding of vehicle systems, increases first-time repair capability, and overall customer satisfaction. This instruction enhances understanding of vehicle systems, increases first-time repair capability, and overall customer satisfaction. It also prepares technicians to become ASE certified. It's a fact technicians who receive training to improve their knowledge and skills have a higher sense of job satisfaction. This reduces technician turnover and increases productivity, directly improving a shop's profitability. It is vital to the success of a shop's business that today's technicians are equipped to diagnose and repair today's complex vehicles. With our ever-changing technology, the technicians' knowledge and skills need to be updated and refreshed on a regular basis. As you labor over the decision of whether to send your text to get their skills sharpened, keep in mind, NAPA Autotech training is an investment, not an expense, and it's available to all. Much of NAPA Autotech's training is offered in more than one format to accommodate varieties of learning styles and training preferences so each person can maximize their learning. Whether you're more of a hands-on person or enjoy learning at your own pace, NAPA Autotech is here to provide you with the training you need and the format that works best for you. To learn more about what Napa Auto Tech offers, contact NapaAutotech.com. There's really something to, I don't know if modesty is exactly the right word, though. I think it's just an awareness. You know, Matthew Skundrich once asked me to do an episode on Jurassic Park, and I should take him up on it. But there's that scene with Jeff Goldblum as Ian Black, Dr. Ian Black, The resident mathematician and chaos theory talking about standing on the shoulder of giant shoulders of giants. And there is a lot to that. And of course, he's speaking to the scientific community, but I do think a lot of that translates well to our profession that there's just so much to know, so much that's built up over the years, old technologies that haven't changed all that much. Or have had some tweaking and we're building on that and building on that. And there's, there were people involved. Yeah. I would, I just really would like to see us as a profession, just recognizing that ref, referencing it, referring to it, like a self imposed bibliography or citation. I think it's the awareness of it. That's probably what I really enjoy out of it and see out of it is how this gaining of knowledge is, you know, a knee jerk. I was thinking of links in a chain. And if it is, it'd be links like a chain link fence. It's more like a web and just a web of knowledge and how we're so interconnected. And it would be very difficult to find like just that very, very beginning root of whatever type of a vine of skills and knowledge We're a part of, but knowing that there is a vine, knowing how really interconnected we are or could be with how and where we get our knowledge, that the humility of it and the awareness of it can only do good and allow us to kind of have legacies and others have legacies. People that really deserve these type of a professional legacy, you know. Tommy telling me about to power up modules on a a bench to make my own harnesses, to tell me to put down whatever tool and go grab another, how much he's helped me, you know, to just building my own harnesses, how to get hold of connectors, whether I go to a salvage yard or kind of like a, you know, the catalogs, even order them right from the parts store a lot of times, or the uh, online connector expert types. I think there's like pigtails, even pigtails.com or oftentimes you can get the factory one right from the dealer for cheap. And so he's got me building harnesses. So since I'm talking about referencing, I should be referencing, you know, Tommy, where he's been such a good friend and has helped me out with what to buy, what not to buy. Just very recently He'd stopped by the shop and I kind of gave him a tour and I was showing him my, my office and my setup and that I had, you know, I had purchased some bench testing cables, stuff that I can power up modules on a bench, connect scan tool, stuff like that. And he's showing me about building my own and how I can get some of these connectors right from the manufacturer. Also just going through the catalogs for like the easy Delco pigtails or connectors and Ford motor company, the motorcraft, you know, everything's online now. I think actually the motorcraft may still have a paper one. You can still get, but didn't really ever think about that. Building my own test harnesses and labeling them. And I get for the price and yeah, I got time invested, but for the price I can build a lot of them for different versions I just didn't even think about it and then he's once he says it and I just sometimes it sucks to hear something you should have felt like you probably should have known already. And you know, Pedro has helped me on vehicles really pointed me in the right direction on EEPROM early on with uh AR Labs cuz I had this list, of uh, this wish list which I still have. And I'm I'm telling him about it. I'm rattling off all these things and he's like you need to get one of these AR Labs, AR32. And I'm like, but the thing's so clunky looking and it's old and wouldn't this newer stuff work better? I mean, you would think this would do all the stuff that that doesn't. And he's like, no, it's kind of quite the opposite. Like it looks clunky and it is clunky and navigation is not intuitive, but I have a bunch of those tools on your list. And where they... fail. AR Labs succeeds. And he's right. I've had for sure three instances just off the cuff where that has been the case, where the other stuff fails. And that worked with both of them. It's the tip of the iceberg. And there's so many people that I've learned so much from that I hope to be better about referencing them and giving credit where credit is due. I hope you see where I'm coming from with this. And I uh, hope you agree that it, it would just be like a, a really good kind of cultural thing amongst ourselves to start and see perpetuated throughout. Uh, I really, really appreciate you listening. Quick, just a quick health update. Danielle, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, we got decided to take the kids and the dogs out for a walk. With our family, we leashed the kids and let the dogs free. I don't know how things work out with you guys. But we uh, went for a, a pretty good walk, and it was hot and humid. So it was in the 90s, mid the pretty high 90s. Not as humid as it could be, but a tad on the sticky side. And you know what? I, I hate to even put like a distance on it, but we went for a, a pretty good walk. And again, it's not like it was, I mean, it's crazy to think we're talking a year or two ago, but it's so, so much better than it was before. She is not fully recovered, but I think, you know, a lot of that stress of when you're not getting better and the, it's not just days adding up of not feeling better months. There's a lot going on mentally when that happens, right? Trying to kind of come to grips with a new reality. So I I think we just feel very, very fortunate that, Whatever it is, if it's time, some of the changing up of medications, just different things we've done with uh, diet and uh, adding a lot of air purifiers in the house. One dedicated just for a better the bedroom, and just really trying to any and every little thing we could do. We just did it all at once, so it'd be really hard to like pick out any one thing that um, led to the uh, improvement of things but it's been relatively slow and steady but yeah it really means a lot when you guys reach out to check up on her just randomly calling or sending a message checking in on her It means a ton hopefully things continue to improve but at least where she's at now is you know it's not so debilitating so I think that's important important to her just even mentally a lot of people don't don't uh, luck out like that so uh yeah so thanks again for listening i I hope you gotta see where I'm coming from on this and I really I'm kind of looking forward to uh, the comments on this so if you're listening to this on YouTube or you know see a link on a social media leave some comments about who contributed to your knowledge level you know who who really had a big effect on you whether it's just you as a professional and your knowledge or productivity or just maybe outlook yeah i'm kind of really looking forward to that i would really like to start up a a series if you will i don't know if this is the right name for it but a, a legacy type where we start picking out these people and i've done it before but unfortunately it was after he passed away steve brotherton is a perfect example how much that could have meant to him and us to be able to tell him what he meant to us. And for him to hear that, that would have meant the the world to be able to do that. And I would like to start doing that. So if you have people in mind that would be good candidates for such a thing, I look forward to seeing that, those ideas, but also just reading and hearing about those that you credit with helping you get to wherever you're at and and whatever that means, right? I I know that's a, it's gotta be a really vague concept because that's something I struggle with. I don't really know what it means, but yeah. uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you to NAP Auto Tech Training for sponsoring. Thank you to the uh, Aftermarket Radio Network for uh, allowing me to do this. So until next time, take care. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow, diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.